David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shans himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you'll also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com and three two one you're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, the dopest podcast on earth. Okay, we find people who have real social proof, meaning you can point to something that they actually built, not just theory, not just concepts. I'm David. This is Robert. We're going to get into it. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I've been to that. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. So <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. Okay, and and Donnie's here. So we. Got <laughs> oh my God. And Donnie's in the building. Great. And Donnie's here. Hi, I'm just gonna be a fly on the wall today. Oh, so. no, 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 no. no, absolutely. We're, we're gonna get into like some real entrepreneurial stuff. And I got my partner, them. Okay, Mr. Robert Gould, who. You are responsible for like helping me uh, improve my credit profile because my credit was trash. Then I met you, and he had a black card. I'm like, yo, first off, you're not a rapper, and you don't play ball. You gotta how how'd you do that? And then you know he showed me like, yo, you have American Express too. I said, oh, word. So I got one, and uh, then I got another one. Then I got like a couple more, and uh, Mr. Little brother, brother Rob. Brother Robert, Robert. 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 Robert Gould's here. Um, but before we do that, I, I definitely want to just, you know, see how things are going in our lives. Okay, we're going to start out with Donnie. How's everything going in your life? How was your week? I had an incredible week. Mm, I had a so? truly incredible week. I, I got a lot done. So I don't know if I mentioned to you that I'm in the process of like a data migration from all of my old systems and my business has forced me to update and upgrade systems. Mm. And I absolutely cringe when it comes to technology. Right. And I have a technology team who handles certain facets of my business, but uh, because their plate is full, I wanted to handle a lot of it. Right. And I did. Like, stuff worked. Like, I actually, you know, got people working through the funnels, and it worked, and I did it. So oh, that's what's up. So you data migrated. I data migrated. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So did. why did you have to do the data migration? Uh, because the systems that I were using, that I was using, I maximized them, and so it was time to upgrade and, and do more. Gotcha, right? gotcha. I outgrew them basically. I actually did the same thing. Okay, so I was on one. I was on Slick Text, which is like a text platform, and there's a bunch of numbers on there, and I can send everybody a text blast. So I had to data migrate all those numbers into another. What system. are you using now? Because I'm looking for another tech software provider. What is it called? Hold on, let me get it. Where's my phone? Is my phone over there? I don't know what it is. Um, my Do favorite person in the world. You going like? Does it sync? Oh. <laughs> <to your laughs> say, bro, you gonna throw the phone? Let me, let me, let me get it because 
I, I really, really am getting into that. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. It is called, oh no, we're using slick text now. We were using something else text. Okay, do you know if slick text will actually migrate with your, or integrate with your CRM? And yeah. It, yeah, does. it does. Are you just telling me no, that? No, no, yeah, no. So, so we're, like right. when I log into my CRM and I pull up a customer, if I've sent them text messages, I can see yes. it on their contact yes. page. I'm Ever since our conversation, I've been getting smart about my business, not just letting my partner in or everything. So, smarter. Yeah, smarter. Smarter. Because he, about my business. David does not give himself, and I'm, I'm just taking notes on what that platform is, uh, slick text. I'll look at that because I was looking at something else and I loved it and then bam, they don't. The information doesn't doesn't migrate over. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, okay. Also, your week was good. My week was fantastic. Okay, cool, cool. My week was superb. I uh, I also spent the week being intentional about relationships hmm. and giving my relationships the attention that they deserve. Oh, like, I like that. Awesome. Yeah. Like all your relationships. All of all of my relationships got more of Donnie than they've gotten in the past several months because I've been so laser focused and I've been so, you know, this year and, and we're going to get, we're going to get to you, Rob. We've been no, talking. We've been talking. So this I is not. I just need some Doritos. <laughs> right. Me too. We don't start having some. What's our story? Oh, for sure. We go, yeah. yeah. We'll have a Dorito <laughs> moment. So yeah. they pay me. Um, I have, I have been, this has been an, a really emotional year right mm -hmm. oh yes um just because of everything that we have going on in the world and like losing major key figures that meant something you know to our generation and to our our community the black community specifically and then this is an election year and just so much going on like uh, as women especially we wear so much of that oh, yes. emotion and we absorb it and we still have to perform yeah. and so outside of those major things that have happened obviously you have your own things that happen in your life too and I'm incredibly private so um, I don't I don't get to verbalize and talk yeah. about everything that I go through all the time but the combination of those things like this has been a rough like emotional roller coaster of a year, yeah. fantastic business year, yeah. but even still in business with having to transition and having to pivot, there's still like some attachment and emotions, yeah. you know, around that too. So I, I wanted to be really intentional this whole month, in fact, and hopefully it's something that I can just keep up. Yeah. But this month, I am so uh, focused on being more present in my relationships because the people who I love deserve it for sure. Good, good. Yeah, that's that's really that's a really important topic to discuss because we're going and I will say you carry it well. Like you are always on your game and I be th I'm thinking I know Donnie's a woman. I know she goes through things, but she's like she's always this superhero to me, right? And for you to really just say, "Yo, I I go through I go through things too." It's an emotional year, up and down. It just shows the the strength of the people who win are dealing with the same thing that the people who don't win go through. Mm -hmm. We just go through it. We just keep going. We just keep going. Like you can't stay stuck. Yeah. in the middle you have to you know you either turn around and go back to what what it was before which for most of us that isn't an option or you just yeah. you keep going until you see that that window or that door open and you walk through it climb through it whatever I you have it. to do i want you to know, know that you're loved okay guess what that's so called you. what's, what's that? that it's called life that is called oh, life that's all it is that's called life before we get too deep into the lesson um robert 
have to ask David first, just because that's our format. No, right? I was going to ask Robert, because I saw the way I saw the way. He was about to go somewhere with that. Like, no, that's it. Yeah, no. What I what I want before we get really deep, though, how was how was your week? We're just meeting. Hold on a second. Let me get this mic together, because I feel like it's going to hit your chin. Okay. You don't have a whole. You don't have a whole lot of neck. Yeah. You don't got a whole lot of neck here, but um. So you and I, Robert, are just meeting for the first time today. Physically, but that energy we got is the same. But let me tell you about my week. That's what I want to hear. That's been the best week ever. Here's why: the week before that is gone. The following mm. week hadn't got here yet. So at the end of the day, every week, folks, when we wake up in our right mind with the usage of all of our limbs, we might even have some pain. It's what we make of it. Yeah. And, mm. and, and, and that's what I do. I just happen to be in Atlanta today hanging out. Love it. And every time I get to Atlanta, I'm going to reach out to Dave. Hey, Dave, what you doing? Mm -hmm. if, I can, if he can fit me in, I'll fit in. Okay. I had no clue. I would be doing this, but for the people that know me and know my brother David, anytime he needs me, you show up. I'm gonna show up. That's what relationship. That's that's why I am so intentional right now about my relationships because people show up for me. They show up, and I want to make sure. And I, I show up too for important stuff, but I want to make sure that it's not a calendar event or a, a holiday or something highlighted where it, that mic is really bothering you. It is. It is. Why well, don't? All right, so just let right, it hang so down, man. No, because it, here, it'll like move. put it right here. Hold on, I think I think. See if he had a toe, I'd be doing that. I could have dressed for it. Rob, I've never seen wear anything different. <laughs> Check out my last video. <laughs> Yo, oh, Rob wears a hoodie and shorts. No, no, no. Rob wears a hoodie and shorts. No, I don't. All year round. No. I'm just, no. I'm talking about snow on the ground. Seven years ago. Seven years ago. <laughs> gonna but he's going to be calling. But we're going to talk to how you got to this point where you can just wear what you want and just hang out. I find that interesting. I definitely want to talk about that. I know somebody else who's just like that. Tell me, though, David, before we move on, how, how was your week? Like how? And, and I want you to give me the real answer because people. Also, my answer went real. It was motivational. And let me tell you why. I don't know how I your week was. I really no. want to know. You ever pass somebody and you're like, hey man, how you doing? Are you really listening for the answer? Mm. I'm really listening for the answer right now. I want to know how you But here's the thing though, because you went straight to me. And so are you really listening to the answer? I listened to his answer, but Rob is the guest. And right, I, I want I want to allow him to share what, what he's comfortable sharing. Hey, Rob's my boy. He, he, he can go on the heat. It's okay. We, we can give him the heat. Absolutely. It's all good. Well, Rob, I, I want the authentic, transparent, how was your week? Monday through Friday, I woke up. <laughs> I sent out a scripture. Uh, Monday through Friday from 6 to about 7, 7.30. I went back to sleep uh, since I didn't play any golf. And I am really aware of this corona thing. <laughs> Yeah. I just really stayed in bed. Okay. Mm. So this was a self-care week. Would you say that? Yes. Okay. I like it. Mm, okay. Okay. I like it. Well, how was my week? Did anyone ask me? I did. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, so now nah, my week was awesome. Uh, I am understanding this uh, this podcasting game. Yeah. On a whole other level, I am um, I'm understanding how to generate revenue. Okay. So guys, listen. If an ad comes up, just click it. For your boy, Please. you know what I'm saying? Hold me down. Just click that joint. But 
I really found a passion in this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to do anything else but podcasts. I don't want to do anything but interview people and talk to people and let people in on some of the conversations. I found my passion. Mm-hmm. I really, really did. Mm-hmm. So this is podcasting. This is called, but yes, this oh, is called podcast. Like this. <laughs> yes. this is podcast. Yes, you know podcast. what's interesting about that is um, growing up as far back as I can remember, like I always admired Oprah and what she did, and mm. I always wanted a talk show. Yeah. I always wanted a talk show. Awesome. And we manifest this stuff. Like, look at us. Like, 100%. this is what we're doing. 100%. We're doing that. You found your passion, yeah. and it's something like I actually considered going to school for communication and journalism because yeah. I wanted a talk show. Wow. And then here we are to together partnered on this segment absolutely and uh, it's exciting and think of some of the conversations we have like we're sending each other text messages back and forth of interviews mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not for the person being interviewed but for the interviewer yeah like, admiring think, their style yeah, yeah ever since i was a kid i will i will watch those absolutely ever since i was a kid i will watch the david letterman show or Jay Leno, Jay Leno, like those late night shows, mm-hmm. or Oprah, things of that nature, in Arsenio Hall. But I would, but they were always the stars to me, not the person they're interviewing. Mm. Like I, I saw this one. I remember one time, uh, Arsenio Hall, he like just snapped in on the crowd. It was like just something he was super passionate about, and he's going back and forth with the guests. And I was like, yo, that is so cool. He is control. It's his show, and I, I was like, yo, I think that's cool. So. Yeah, interviewing people. Unscripted. That's unscripted. what I like. Yeah, Absolutely. Yes, yes. So I'm always awesome. Impromptu. We never know. <laughs> we never know what we're going to talk about. Ever. Absolutely not. And that's we, what we, make it legit. That, that, mm. That's what makes it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you, if you think about it, some of the conversations, like if you think, like if some of the conversations we've had over the years, like me knowing both of y'all, if any one of them were recorded, people would take notes on them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So let's, 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 let's jump into it, man. Well, let me uh, say something else. Sure. I, here's something I really want to say about this past week. I am so impressed. People that look like me, y'all, you might be a little lighter than me, but showing up for the voting yes. and being committed to the commitment, folks, you know, you know about us. Once we get something, you know, we take it to another mm-hmm. level. And we're finally understanding the game of this politics. Mm-hmm. And, and I am so happy, especially for the young folks, because the young folks are really what got the OGs, the old folks like us to really understand. And, and, and politics, folks, is just like anything else. Once you learn how to play chess, Who's phone checkers, is that? that's mine. I didn't know I was going to do that's this. That's all good. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, that's all I good. cut it off. No, that's all good. No worries. But I am impressed. Laying there in bed, watching the people vote. Uh, it's just good. It's good because we had a bunch of folks How that died. I am 58 years young. So what, what year were you born? 1961. So walk me through 1961. Where did you, where'd you grow up? Because you, for, for you to see this now and you know, all the stuff that's going on right now and to come up in the 70s, it's different, yeah. ain't it? Yes and no. And here's what I mean by that. By being an athlete and where I grew up in Columbus, Georgia, even though it was racism, sports has a way yeah. of sheltering you from that. Yeah. Mm. You know, you know, being a young black guy with young uh, white guys, we just accepted each other for our talents. Right. Okay. I'll never forget 
I, I was on. I was the only black that made the like the all-star baseball team, and this was around. And y'all might be too young to realize this, but it was around the beginning of the Atlanta child murders. I remember. What's that? What? Well, it was a guy that was somebody was killing young black kids, mm -hmm. mm. and we were on the bus, and I never forget. The, a bunch of the white guys said, hey, Robert, because we were coming up to Atlanta, you know, to play in a game. What year was this, around this about? This was like, uh, around about. if I was 13, this was in the 74? early 80s, late late 70s, early 80s. When was you born? 61. 61. Oh, oh so if you were 13, 60, yeah, so 74. 74. Oh, my God, I'm saying 80. <laughs> <laughs> the Atlanta child murders right, was in right. the 80s. Right, around mm -hmm. the 80s. Right. I was coming up and they said, come to Atlanta. They said, Robert, you ain't got nothing to worry about. We're, and I'm the only black, it was about 17 of us. I was the only black to make the uh, all-star team from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, and I never forget, they said, Robert, you ain't got nothing to worry about when we come into Atlanta. I'm, I'm serious, so. Well, I noticed that, um, and it still works that way today, but anytime you have an African-American, especially a male who's like, the hero because mm -hmm. of their athleticism and because of their ability to bring the town a championship. Right. They're always, always put on a different pedestal mm. than everyone else. And that's why so many, uh, that's why uh, the NBA and the NFL, like you can get a group of people sitting side by side who may not necessarily like the other race, mm -hmm. right? But they're there for their team and for the championship and whoever it is. Yeah. Whoever, but the moment you fall out of favor, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can do better than that. Think about it. If you are an Alabama fan, mm -hmm. black or white, on Saturday is roll tide. Period. Mm -hmm. On that Monday, they can be hanging you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just serious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something about sports, sports that just transcends. It really does. So, in like on that bus or on that team. How did you feel? Did you feel like, yo, they only like me because I play baseball? Or did you have a, a real sense of family? No, remember, we didn't know it was family. Didn't even know. We didn't even know. All we knew was somebody was killing young black guys in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's all they know. They was like, hey, Rob, we going to Atlanta. We got you. You know, we, we, it, it, we had no clue what but, it really but meant. Outside of that, even in Columbus, Georgia, I mean, that's South Georgia. There still had to be like a certain level of racism, right? It was, but again, another thing that sheltered us was Columbus is like a military, Fort Benning. Mm -hmm. So with a military base, it wasn't nothing for Germans and gotcha. different nationalities. As, you know, as kids, we really didn't see it or we really didn't understand it. And I'll give you a perfect example to that. It used to just blow our mind, you know, every year during Black History Week, they would show the video of, of black folks getting sprayed with water, you know, by, you know, the people in Alabama. So even though you were my white friend, that day we would fight. We would just, it was like, I will fight today, but then tomorrow everything was fine. And it was one white guy, this was that day, his name was Eddie Allgood. That was the baddest white boy I ever seen. It took about seven of us to take him out. I'm just telling you. It, 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 wow. and, 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 it's, and you can even see it today, David. You look at like the, the marches that was going on. 
Look how many young and even old white people that participated in those marches. Yeah. Mm. And even back then, you had some white people marching with Martin Luther King that, mm -hmm. that sacrificed their life. Gotcha, gotcha. So, again, it is what it is. So you didn't experience a lot of the, the feelings of racism, like no. your shelter from like it. terror. Right, and again, yeah. it's like when you grow up into something, we really can't see it. Right, you don't mm -hmm. know anything different. Don't know anything true. different. Yeah, that's So true. as you, uh, well, we'll kind of like get into, you know, like how, how you built, you know, a, a, an extreme quality of life now. Mm -hmm. But back then, what did you learn about finances and Nothing. credit and money? Nothing. Nothing. In fact, my goal was to be a pro baseball player. Mm -hmm. And when that didn't happen, I even got a scholarship. And I looked around, and one day the Lord, you know, he just said, hey, Robert, put your name on the placement list at the college. I got hired at UPS. Uh, Angel said, hey, Robert, we're not going to hire you part-time. You come back January the 2nd, 1985, and you have a full-time, part-time job. Now, each one of these things. a full-time, part-time job. Right. Said UPS, they have two things. You can be like a part-time during uh, Christmas. It's called mm -hmm. seasonal help. Seasonal, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. And then they have full-time, part-time folks that works like in the morning from like 4 to 8, Monday through Friday, you'll load the truck, and then they had part-time people that came in the afternoons mm -hmm. and unloaded the truck. So you had a full-time job, but you was part-time. So split, split shift. <laughs> yes. I, I, like that. Yeah. I mean, but it works for UPS. The same amount of full-time hours. But you split your shift. But you split your shift. Would you believe I was a package handler for UPS? Were you? <laughs> <laughs> so that means you were sweating? What? Steel toe boots Come and on hard hat. Well, I don't, I don't think I was. <laughs> yeah, it was. What? No, I literally was handling packages because. And then you learn a lot from that. I did, but but honestly, in full transparency, it was the highest paying job that I could oh, yeah. get in college. Full benefits really? and everything. Yeah. Mm. So I, I was with it, and they, you know, four to eight, four p.m. to eight p.m. I think it was like fifteen dollars an hour at right. that time. So four p.m. to eight p.m. Four hours. Yes. Mm -hmm. To unload the package cars. Okay. And then four to eight in the morning to load them. Oh, I Split see. Split shit. Yeah. Well, you only did the one, so you would work. 20 hours a week, either in the morning, or 20 hours a week, four hours. How is that full time if it's only four hours? Oh, full time. Listen, again, they have what's known as you seasonal so help. stupid. No, it ain't. It's stupid because <laughs> you just don't know. I'm trying, so it's in But it's full time, but you only work 20 hours a week. Right. That's, full -time, that's yeah. called part time. That's part-time, full-time. I don't, I, I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> they have full-time drivers that work 40 hours. Okay. So you had part-time people like mm -hmm. me. Watch your mic, though. Your mic. My bad. You had part-time people like me mm -hmm. that was full-time because I worked part-time all the time. <laughs> and then they hey. watch this. You so you were picking up a bunch of part-time shifts. No. My job was... You're a part-time person, Robert, but you're going to work five days a week, Monday through Friday, forever. I see what you're saying. Okay. And then so, you have part-time Oh, so folks. you were a scheduled part-timer. Yes. And then you have right, part-time right. with the schedule. It's a full-time job. <laughs> you don't work the full-time. Give it up for David. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have part-time people that come in and work from 
maybe September to December. Mm -hmm. So those were just seasonal part-times. Seasonal part-time, full part-time. Yes. <laughs> All right, shout out to that job. Well, I did that for two and a half years. Two and a half years. Drove for eight months, got promoted in management, and that was my beginning of financial freedom. Why? Because most of the management people didn't look like us. Mm -hmm. They looked like the other, the European Americans. Mm -hmm. And they were the ones that said, Robert, you need to get an American Express card. They didn't know what an American Express card was. Mm -hmm. How old were you was, then? When was this? I was, this was 85, okay. I was about 24, 25. So this is where you learned about credit and like 401k and? Well, that was the beginning. Okay. I didn't really start learning about it to 2006 because when you're an executive at UPS, you make a certain amount of money, you can get what you want. See, bad credit is how the financial world goes around. Mm-hmm. They love people with bad credit. But how did you figure that out? What what was the paradigm shift to say, okay, I'm working this job, I have this great corporate position with UPS, I'm making money like I'm. I didn't find that out to way past that. Okay. So when was it? In 2006, when I first looked at my credit score, and it was a 486. And I was like, ain't the lowest five or the lowest? What's the lowest? 350. What do you have to do to get a 300, to get a 350? Trust me, it's easier, it's easier to accomplish a 350 credit score than you think. But it gets better, folks. Goodness gracious. In 1989, my wife wanted a new car. And whatever mama wants, mama gets. So a good friend of mine, his name was Ralph Isom, he had bought a 88 Nissan Maxima in Auburn. So he said, hey, Rob, I got a finance guy. All you got to do is call him now. 88 to 89, that's when they changed the whole model of the maximum. But here's how my, uh, here's how my call went. I called him up, he said, hey Robert, uh, how long you been working at UPS? I told him. He said, uh, send me a check stub. And then he asked me, where did I want my payments? Now my friend was paying 600. Mm -hmm. He said, where do you want your payments? I said, anywhere lower than 600. Mm -hmm. So he said, Robert, I'm going to do you a favor. Yours is 550. And I was like, now watch this now. 2006. Hold on, what year was this? Uh, this was 1989. Your car note was $500? No. 550? 550. In 1989? Oh, cool. Golly, was it still the five year system? We didn't know. All I did was. <laughs> No, I was cheaper than my partner. Right. So it was a deal. Right. <laughs> now, this is now fast forward to 2006 with a 700 credit score because then that's what excellent credit was considered. That same car cost me 220. Yep. So mm. in 1989, I was paying two times and a little bit for what? One car. Simply wow. because I had. Horrible credit. I didn't know anything about credit. All wow. I know is I can get what I want. What happened though, uh, I, I know what happened for me to start making me become really financially aware and, and wanting to learn about credit and stocks and trading and investing. What was it for you? Because this is now... A this... guy named Pedro Burgess. He was a guy that worked at UPS with me. He had told me about a company that fixed credit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, come on. I'm, I work at UPS, man. I bleed brown. I actually, listen, folks, kid you not. And I'm glad my God 
had me to live so I could figure this out. I was so brainwashed being an executive at UPS. I actually was telling people, if you cut me, I bled what? Brown. <laughs> you, you too? It is what it is, folks. I really said that. And William Barfield, he was like, Robert, you need to really be mindful of what you said. I didn't know no better. Mm -hmm. See, you might say, but Robert, you was 20-something years old. We don't know what we don't know. You don't know what you we don't know. So why, okay, so I was actually in the mall today, mm -hmm. and um, we have a kiosk in the mall, so I'm like talking to people, and this young lady said, no, I, I love my job, right? So you were in that position. And I'm not saying that somebody doesn't love the job. When I met my wife, she said she loved the job. And if for some reason, she just don't want to go. Like, you know what? I was like, yo, I thought, you, I thought this was what you was in love with. Since you figured out, whoa. Bitch, you came in love with you. For sure. We're not going to So how, so... Walk me through the mindset, because now you're an entrepreneur and you like really live on your own terms. What's the difference between the person who bled brown and the person who says, yo, I, I, I can't be restricted by that? You ready? Yes, sir. It's called education. Simple as that. Education. See, people can argue with each other, but facts are stubborn. <clears throat> facts don't change. Mm -hmm. And once you learn just to put the facts out there and what? then it's going to do one of two things. Mm. There's not a big difference between being planted and buried. You know that, right? Mm. Planted and buried. Mm. Ah, that's good. That's a good one. The only difference between planted and buried, planted means you're learning, you're growing roots. And sooner or later, you're going to what? Grow. Buried means you just, I'm broke, but I'm happy. Mm. So how did, you, how did you get out of that? It's called education. When somebody said, hey, Rob, all you have to do is do one, two, three, four, five things, and instead of paying 550 for something, you can pay what? Two something and keep what? 300. For who? That's Your wife. Your wife. wife. <laughs> what you love is keep it for me, which ought to be LeBron's who? Your wife. <laughs> I'm very well trained. Right, 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 right. So you decided to fix your credit first. Of course. Mm -hmm. And then when did you when did you stop bleeding brown? Oh, I stopped bleeding brown way before that. When I realized that in any company, folks, no matter how well you think that company loves you. <laughs> I'm going to give you some stubborn facts. If you want to know how you would be missed at your company, go to your bathroom, run some water in the basin, stick your hand down, and pull it up as quick as you can and see how big that hole is. That's when I knew that UPS didn't feel the same way about me. Explain that. Well, no remember, example. the more work I did, the more they wanted but they didn't want to pay me for it. Mm -hmm. mm. And then I kept running into people that was like, hey, Rob, you ever heard of a thing called commission? Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, what's that? Mm -hmm. They said, that's where you actually get paid for what you do. I was like, man, UPS love me. They said, uh, you know, you, it was DHL, Federal Express, and Airborne. We all were competing for a company called Aflac. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Aflac and Columbus sent down a lot of overnight air. Guess who got the contract? Oh. I did. Because mm -hmm. you can't outwork me now. Mm -hmm. I don't even care how pretty you are. I can get them to look at the numbers and they'll be like, you're a lot prettier, but he going to save us some money. <laughs> now, I got that account. I got the plaques on the wall. I got the letter. I still uh, I have those as a reminder. But the guy from Airborne said, Robert, if you had got that account with us, mm -hmm. you would have got $200,000. Mm. But the salary at UPS stayed the same. Mm. Did you write that for UPS girl? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are you saying, David? He said, Robert, 10%, that was a $2 million account. You would have got $200,000 up front. And then as long as the company residuals did business see they didn't call it residual we didn't I, I word was too big for us back then they said you keep getting paid <laughs> you keep getting paid <laughs> and that's when i started looking at my little check that at ups which was good now and i was like wow and i realized that it was me that had the relationships with the company, yeah. I just had a great support team called UPS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, believe it or not, nobody wants to be sold anything. Right. Nobody wants to be recruited for anything. Companies just said, hey, Robert, I got a problem moving my packages from here to there. Can you do it? Yes. Are you good at it? Yes. Then they looked at costs. See, business people don't look at cost at the end mm -hmm. because if you can provide a good Cost, but your service sucks. Yeah. Then what good is it? Yeah. yeah. So I'm telling you, people that lead with cost, you're gonna you're gonna lose most of the time. Yeah. Mm. People believe in value added services because there's a reason. Watch this, David. Do you live in a a brick house or a double wide? Brick. Do you live in a brick house or a double wide? And a double wide is a mobile home, folks. Neither. She lives oh, in the she sky. She lives in the sky. The reason a lot of people don't live in a double wide or a mobile home because of the safety. Absolutely. When the wind blows mm -hmm. or when it rains, because mm -hmm. you can walk in some of those and they are beautiful. The furniture. So a lot of people are gonna pay more for yes, safety. For the safety. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, business is about solving a problem. And so when did you realize that you could go out? Because now, 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 here's the thing. You're going to love this. Here's the thing. You're now in this position where you realize, okay, my income is capped. Mm -hmm. So now I have a problem. No, <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Like, before, before that, the money I was making is fine. Right. It was in the cap. And then you realize. Because you don't know what you, you don't, don't know. know. But the moment that education. the education, yeah. right, now, now that someone's put you onto this information, now you're like, okay, so this entire time, because of what I've experienced in my life up to this point, this works for me. Absolutely. But now that I realize that there's another company or another way, another model, per se, and now I'm salaried mm. and commissioned, now this check, no matter how big it is, is good enough because it's capped. So then commission comes into play. Now you realize, okay, I have a problem. I don't like limited pay. I don't like capped pay. So the solution now is to now position yourself to earn commission. Yes, but it never was the money. Even when I left UPS, I stopped having fun. And mm -hmm. here's what what I found. And again, when you left UPS, yeah, so I, just, I, I, okay. well, no, no, I just left. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. 
I was riding down Manchester Expressway in Columbus, Georgia, and I thought I was having a heart attack. I wow. pulled into St. Francis, they hooked me up, and they said, Robert, you just got a bunch of stress. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what stress was. Didn't know what stress was. All I knew was I was not happy doing my job anymore. Mm. So just like, at, and at that particular time I was married, and as the original soul food, and then as the younger soul food, and the original soul food, you don't go home and tell your wife, you ain't got no what? Good job. Baby, <laughs> so I, I got tired. Look, I right. have UPS without telling my wife. Wow. Right. But I could do that because I've always been frugal. So you had money I saved. Lived, but I have no money saved, but I lived way below uh, my means. So you didn't have high overhead. Right. And I, had, I just didn't quit, quit. I had enough to cover the basics. Mm -hmm. And I started off by getting vending machines, two-head vending machines. Bubblegum vending machines. Mm -hmm. So you love UPS, you bleed the stuff, you get tired, you get educated that like there's more money out there. And no, then freedom and time. Yeah, I mean, that but, was the main thing. But yeah, so you realize that you, know, you can make more money to have this freedom and time. I couldn't see replacing UPS income. See, that's one of the greatest UPS issues. You know, I was at that particular time, I was grossing about 80000 mm. You don't just go replace a UPS income. Mm. You don't. You know what I'm so glad? I'm so glad that I worked at the Cheesecake Factory as a server mm -hmm. because I was only making $30,000, $35,000 a year, which made it easier for me to quit, mm -hmm. right? But when you're, when you're making a higher income, it's a lot harder to let Not that really. thing go. Here's, I don't know if I'd have left if I was making 80000 You would have? Because uh, it, it's all relative. Just think about it. Uh, uh, what was his name? Spreewell. Mm -hmm. Charles Spreewell. Yeah. He turned out $85 million. Mm. New York Knicks said, hey, Spreewell, here's a contract for $85 million. Spreewell said, no, my, my family can't eat off of that. And New York said, really? He said, yeah. They rebuked the contract. I'm just telling you. Mm. It's all relative. I'm, I'm telling you. It, you. You get to a point, David. And any, you know, even doctors, you get to the point where there's no satisfaction. It's the love of money that's the root cause of all kinds of evil, mm -hmm. not money itself. Mm -hmm. So when you, more importantly, when you know who you are, but when you know whose you are, mm -hmm. it's like, hey, if I can do it over here, I can what? Do whatever. Bro, yeah. Because think about you, David. Ain't too many people gonna outwork you but Robert Gould, right? Uh, Say no. That'd be a Donnie, but... That's it. Or Donnie. But that's it. That's something that we can control. Mm -hmm. And even when I got promoted into management, I didn't have no degree. I'm sitting around with all these European-Americans. They graduated from Florida State. They graduated from the Citydale. They said, Robert, what college did you graduate from? I said, I fit... Now, it was called Columbus College. But I ain't no fool now. I said I finished from the University of Georgia at Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget that. Right. But what I did bring to the table that was a work ethic that's second to none. Yeah. And even what I do now, same thing. See, my of folks do the same thing I do, but what they don't have is that work ethic that I have. Did I break something? Nah, you got Just put, put it in the pocket. Yeah, put it in the pocket. <laughs> you no, got to my, my, on edge. My, my, <laughs> I know, every time you do this, I'm like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, when, when, I, when I left my job, mm -hmm. I, 
I was calculating the numbers. So not, not that I have a love for money, but I, I am in love with eating. And I understand that eating requires income. So it's not, for, for me, I feel like it would have been dangerous for me to make too much money because I'm, I'm, I'm super logical. Meaning if I was able to replace my income Right with T-shirt sales while I was making, you know, I'm making six hundred dollars a week, and I, I can make six hundred dollars a week on my, you know, in my business. If I was making eighty thousand a year, which is what fifteen hundred dollars a week, and I get I get used to that particular lifestyle, I don't know if I'd have said like you said, yo, you don't just replace a, a UPS. In my head, I can replace a Cheesecake Factory as a server. I can go get a job anywhere. So I'm like, okay, I can leave because I'm not making much money anyway. But if I, and I'm just talking to the people who make 100,000 or make six figures on their job, I feel for that. I don't know how comfortable I would have been leaving. So I can speak to that because mm -hmm. I did. I made six figures on a job. And you left? Absolutely. Uh, but let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've, I've left several jobs, by the way. I'm a, I'm a career job quitter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Ms. Lee, is that borderline on being a gypsy? No. Okay. What is a gypsy? A gypsy, they'll get up and go. Oh, okay. That's an old school place. term, right? A ricochet rabbit. Yeah, no. So, a ricochet rabbit, right? <laughs> All over the place. So, no, I, um, for me, when it, so I, I learned commission really really early i was like 19 when i earned when i learned commission i was selling was cars yes seven years ago, yeah, seven oh, years ago. Cool. um i was selling cars i sold houses like you name it i kind of did it mm -hmm. and i was once a person who said man i'm making all this money like this is amazing this is great but i identified very early that in sales to make a lot of money at that time also required a lot of time because I didn't know anything about automating, right? So I have to show up to sell cars. I have to show up to sell houses. But let me tell you what, what did it for me. I was selling uh, condos at this property in Buckhead and the developer lived somewhere else. I don't remember where he lived uh, anymore. And I would, uh, I, I, I disliked the people that I worked with. They always gave me a hard time because I was like the token black girl to the company, but I made them look bad because I always outperformed, right, mm -hmm. in numbers. And so I did not enjoy working with these individuals. And I intended to have a meeting with my developer. And I needed to... I needed to be off, I will never forget, for an event for my daughter at her school. And I'm a mom first. That's just what I've been. You asked me earlier, what, what do I love doing? And I love being a mom. I will attest to that. You are, you, you're in love with this whole mom. Daughter. I love yeah. being I love a mom. And if you hear that, she told me you're 18 at this particular time, and she loves you unconditionally. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me cry on here, because it's really about my baby, right? But... I remember being really, really nervous because we had this quota to meet, the sales quota, and I was really the only one who could get it done. I, I'm a sell whatever to whoever, right? And um, I needed to be off. And I will never forget being so nervous about taking this time off, and my developer landed on the roof of the property in a helicopter. Mm. <laughs> in a helicopter. 
and came in with his son and his dog. Wow. With his son and his dog. And when he's like, what do you want to meet about? What do you want to meet about? And I'm telling him because I couldn't go to my direct boss because she would say no to everything. Right. But I kind of had an in with my developer. And he came and he landed on the, hel on the roof with his son and his dog. And I said, I really need this time off because my daughter has something going on at school. Um, it may have been like her fifth grade graduation, right? And he looked at me and said, well, we've got this quota. We had a quota to make for the bank to continue to finance the property. So we've got this property, uh, this, this quota, this deadline, who's gonna cover you? And I'm like, there's three other people here. Let's make them step up. Nah, I don't know if I like that plan. Put something together. Um, I'm about to take my boy to Hawaii. We've got to fly to the airport to take a, they were flying to, what's the, the private airport here? The DeKalb. The, the yep. DeKalb, Peachtree DeKalb Airport to hop a private plane to go to Hawaii. And I felt so small in that moment. Here's this man who, his son, who is my daughter's age, is landing on his father's property in a helicopter to listen to him tell me, well, you can go if, mm. but me and my dad are about to fly out on a private flight to Hawaii. In that moment, I said, this is not going to be my life. I knew at that point that it wasn't about the money. It, was a, it, was, it had a lot to do with my pride, yeah. and it had a lot to do with what kind of example am I showing my daughter? I will never ask for permission again to attend her most memorable wow. events while I'm working for somebody who doesn't give a damn about that. Yeah. They're hopping a private plane to take their son to experience the world. Meanwhile, I'm asking if I can attend a fifth grade graduation. Wow. So what happened if your mommy asked you? I went and I dared somebody, right? <laughs> I dared you. Don't like, you know, when, when, when you're an asset and you, right there, and you bring something to the table, it, it was kind of one of those moments where like, well, if you gotta fire me, you gotta fire me, right? But I'm so valuable to you. Here's, here's the thing. I'm so valuable to you that I wish you would. Mm. And then when you start to realize what you said, the people who were buying were my network. These were people who I established relationships with. So the moment that you realize, number one, that you have a skill set, and then you also have the network, it's a wrap. Wow. It's a wrap. That makes sense. You know, and, and I, I just have a, I have a different experience. So actually hearing these stories of like being, um, being passed over or like not being treated. Yes, I, I've never been in the corporate world, ever. I, it was always a server job. I went from working at Olive Garden to a security job. No, Applebee's to Circuit City to Olive Garden to a security job to the Cheesecake Factory. So you were never like an exec? I was never an exec. I never had those skill sets or yeah, the polish. You just didn't realize it. At, well, at that point, I, I didn't have... I, well, I mean, I, maybe, yeah, I suppose. Watch this, you don't know. David, it takes it takes a, a a sharp person to be able to walk up to a total stranger what? and make him feel good. Yo, he is the king of that. But you don't know just like you can't smell your own boo-boo <laughs> unless it's kind of rough. And you just don't know, David, you are that good. Example, remember when when we first met, we met at a church, and what 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 I loved about David was everybody else had on suits. He came like, just like that. They just like that. Jeans. I had on me some khakis, and I was like, 
Because I, I was always suit and tie in corporate America. Yeah. That was another thing. So yeah. I'm going to slide this up, though, a little bit because I'm telling you, hands. put it on, like, this side of that side. He's not touching But when he's look, talking to you, it's not. I'm, I'll guys, listen. Like I, yo, here's what I did, though. I, I got, I got, um, I got some more mics. Okay, they spent uh, $1,900 on a whole mic system. Another $500, $600 on a mixing board. And I'm just waiting on the mics to come in. So we're stepping this thing up. We are right? stepping it all the way up. That's what excellent fashion to do for you, baby. <laughs> it don't matter. 19, 20, but anyway, you had Greensboro. Cash. Did you get the points? No, I actually did. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, that's what I loved about David. You know, he's just laid back. We hit it off, and I never believed in like social media. Why? Because I'm old school. Word of mouth, by far, best form of advertising. He calls me up one late night. He said, Rob, I need a favor. And I said, David, anything for you? He said, Nah, nah. You know, David, nah, 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 not yet. Nah, nah. <laughs> I said, David, anything for you? He said, Nah, Rob. You told me that you didn't like what. Like social media, social media. I don't do none of that stuff. I said, I don't do social media, David, but you do social media. And I already know based on you, if you got anything to do with it, then the quality of people, I'm good. And the reason I don't like social media, folks, is because it's 50-50. A lot of times you don't know what you're going to get. But with David, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get the correct information to the correct people. I don't have to worry about him over-promising and under-delivering. What David's going to do is put it out there. That's a fact. And if you like it, great. Mm -hmm. If you don't, no big deal. And that's what I'm all about. So that's why I'm telling you, man, you thought you were just a plain old server. You did. Yeah. You had no idea that God had something bigger and better for you. You're right. I, but that, it took a lot of development. Mm -hmm. It took a lot of development so i can honestly say back to, i didn't have the mindset to be in a in a corporate office to wear a suit i i wasn't prepaid legal for a while so i learned how to tie a tie and i, I guess that I, yeah I, I guess i could have but i never really wanted to well and you know the interesting thing about that is i consider you the lucky one in this scenario like i I probably spent too much time in corporate America because it felt good, because it was air conditioned and I got to dress nice and I got to network with people who were more successful than me and you know, it, it, it looked good, it sounded good, my mom could brag, right? So I stayed there much longer. I envy your journey. Like, if I could have just for a few years been serving somewhere and been able to identify really early, this ain't it. Yeah, yeah. Can I interject? You Please. can. You know you got the right to be wrong, right? <laughs> I just want to qualify. I love it. I love here. how you lead in. <laughs> you know you have the right to be wrong, right? I do have the right to be wrong. Tell me about it. Everything, Miss D, For a reason. that you did, mm -hmm. you had to go through it. Had to. You had to. I agree. And we, and we probably would have took... I, I'd have probably took your challenge differently. He'd have probably took mine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, sure. but in retrospect, right, there's yeah. always hindsight. Yeah. And so in hindsight, I look at someone like David's story, and I'm like, man, if I, we always say, if I would have just started this earlier, if I would have done this earlier, like, I, the difference is you didn't know, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't, you didn't, you feel like, you feel like you didn't know. I always knew. Mm. I always knew that That's I wanted to be. That's why y'all women are like that. Maybe, but I always knew that 
I was going to be an entrepreneur. I always knew that I would be successful, but I still struggled with the fear that corporate America will have you scared to leave benefits. Mm-hmm. To leave. <laughs> no lie. To I leave checks. I've been hearing it. Absolutely. I've been hearing this. And I, I, I was just talking to one of my clients. And he said, uh, which is, it's amazing because he is running a seven-figure business. Mm-hmm. Seven-figure business. And he still works his job. Guess why? Benefit. For the benefit. Oh, my God. In my head. So, and it, it's dope. So now he's, like, excited. We're going to do some things together. It's going to be dope to hear his journey. But I'm, I hear that all the time. No matter how much we're making on the side, we got to stay there for the bit. And my question was, if you just had to pay for the bit, like pay for insurance, how much would it be? Exactly. That's my question all the time. Yo, how much? Just pay. Just make more money. And so now my answer to everything now, being on the flip side of it, my answer to everything now, even my mom will say stuff like, well, aren't, don't you have to factor this in? Or what about retirement? You just make more money. You just make more, you just money. Make more money. That's the answer. So it's, it's not a love of money. It's, it's money is a necessity to fund the lifestyle and the necessities that you yeah. desire to have in that. So if there's a shortage somewhere, just go make more money. You can't pay your rent. Go make more money. Yeah. You can't eat what you want to eat. Go make more money. It's funny. Someone commented on, on our last podcast that we released. I said something in that podcast. I said that um, we were talking about Chipotle. Mm-hmm. And I said that I deserve to eat fine dining. Yeah. And I do. I, I, I don't take that back, right? So the, the thing is, <clears throat> we are so wired and brainwashed to make ourselves believe that if we want more, we're conceited or we think we're better than, mm-hmm. or she must think she's all that because I deserve fine sure. dining. I don't deserve preservatives that's packed up in me. <laughs> I don't want that. Nobody deserves that. You don't, you don't deserve this garbage that they're feeding us in the food. You, des- you deserve fine dining, right? And the difference for most people between success and not being successful is not really coming to terms with what you actually deserve. Mm. You deserve it. Like, you deserve to be all those things that you wrote down in your journal and on your vision board. You deserve it. Mm. But you're not going to get it until you are not afraid to admit, you know what? I deserve thicker material on my clothes. I deserve to be able to wash my clothes and they don't fall apart the first time, right? (laughs) I deserve to eat good food. I deserve comfortable shoes on my feet. I deserve to live wherever I want to live. Until you come to terms that it's okay, it is absolutely okay to deserve or to feel like you deserve, it it may not happen. That's a fact. It may not happen. Let me, uh, sure. And David, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but I was talking to uh, my financial guy, he looked at me and he said, Robert, do you have life insurance? Mm-hmm. I said, sure. He said, Robert, do you know that you are uninsurable? I mean, Steve, have you ever heard that before? I am uninsurable. Because you have life insurance? No, no, I am uninsurable, meaning I don't need life insurance. Yeah, no, not not like that. I've I've heard it for health reasons. Here's what he said. He said, Robert, think about it. Give me a a nice life insurance policy. A million dollars, right? Yeah. He said, Robert, you are uninsurable. Why? He said, why go get a million dollar what? Life insurance when I have the capability of going out there and getting a what? A million dollar property. 
I can go out there and get an apartment complex for a million dollars. Or I can go out there and get two homes for what? A million dollars. Or let's just say you got a $100,000 life insurance. Well, I would tell you, don't get a $100,000 life insurance. Go out there and get you a 100000 what? Property. So you got a $100,000 house mm -hmm. that you put in your will, your trust. Now watch this. Now, if you want to, you can either let your kids live in it, mm -hmm. or you can rent it out as what? Cash flow. Now watch well, this. Yeah. So if you died, mm -hmm. is that property going to be worth more than 100000 It depends. Absolutely. At some point. Now watch this. If the only way you can get your life insurance is if you die, you got to die. Right? You got to die. <laughs> well, you can borrow against your life insurance, but the whole policy, you got to die. Right. Yeah. So you got to die to make somebody else happy, right? Mm -hmm. So now with that hundred thousand dollar property, you can borrow what? Equity. Against it. Mm -hmm. So he. But well, wouldn't it be? I mean, but still having. A million dollar life insurance policy, having the liquid cash. No, guess what, David? Guess what you have to do every month with a million dollar life insurance? Pay a premium. So an asset always does what? Puts money in your pocket. Liability always do what? Takes money out. So every month you paying for a million dollar life insurance policy that to benefit you. Somebody got to what? No. no, you got to die. Mm -hmm. Or you can take that same million dollars, because when you get excellent credit, you can go out there and get a million dollar policy, I mean a million dollar property, mm -hmm. that if you died, that's a million dollars that you can leave to your what? Your yeah. family. But why wouldn't you do both? Yeah. Because again, to get a million dollar policy, you doing what? Take I'm money paying out. money. On a premium that does what? Increases. Right. Mm -hmm. So now not only. I'm just. I didn't touch it though. No, but sure. We're going to look back at this. Right, we're going to do this big stage. No, I'm going to get dressed next time. Don't tell them Shorty. They're going to be like, he was good, but he was like Mikey. <laughs> but watch this now. So here's the crazy part. What I teach people like us to do, here's what you want to do. You want to take money out of your what pocket? Left. Okay. And move it to your right. What? Right. And then take it out of your right and move it to what? Back. And then from the back to the what? Other back. And keep it in circling as far as I'm only following your hands. Okay. <laughs> I was like, dang, I didn't know that together. I, I don't know where it is. I was pretty sure after the back pocket it was going somewhere else. <laughs> what we don't realize is that every time you take money out of your pocket, it's leaving our community. So again, a million dollar premium, you got to pay that price. And then as you get older, guess what happens? You got to pay more. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you take that same million dollars and get you a property. Okay. What know, if the property. Like just do your due diligence. What if the property <laughs> is destroyed via natural Insurance. Disaster? Insurance. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I, I don't know because. Do you do diligence? Listen, listen, I am. I am. I am. I am. I love this conversation, right? Paying the tax advantages are just like 
So a lot of people say, well, Robert, do you, you have, have a life insurance policy? I did, but I cashed them all in. Ooh. I cashed everyone. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know what you don't know. Now, okay. watch this. Yeah, ed educate. Now, watch this. So, I had $250,000 with life insurance. I cashed them all in, and I bought some stock that's right now worth more than that $250,000. Guess when I bought that stock? On March of like 13, when the stock market went down. When it crashed. Oh, it did yeah. crash. Well, it dropped, yeah, significantly. Dropped. But here's the thing, right? <laughs> It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Why wouldn't you just take a life insurance policy, mm -hmm. borrow against your life, like give yourself a loan from your life insurance policy, go buy those same stocks, take the increase from those stocks and pay yourself back in the not life insurance policy. But remember, when you're paying a life insurance, how is the company making money? Off of your premium. So why would I want to put money, even though I like you, Ms. D, I just met you first, and you called deep life insurance. Ms. D, I think cool family can use that extra money. And that's the difference between wealthy yeah. and rich. I'm not close-minded. I'm no, just no, trying I'm to really think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. We due diligence because so, we don't know we don't know. So, Robert, right. so check uh -huh. this out. So... How much would you have to pay every single month for a million dollar life insurance policy? I don't know because I never got one, but I do know that if How much are you paying for the 250? I, I paid it all up. See, and here's what happened. See, remember, David, I pay all my stuff up. So I'm, I paid up for a premium. Oh, so you're saying you paid up, the t you gave them 250000 No, it no, was no, like no. the life insurance. You don't pay that much. You just right. pay a certain. So I right. had it paid up, and you have a lot of money. So I had like. $100,000 worth of cash sitting in these policies. And that you put what, in. Right. You put in 100000 Yeah. It Got was you. for me. My, and so guess what was happening to that $100,000 each and every month? What? It was going down. It was going down. Because I had a policy where you got interest. So that I put a lot of money in hoping that the interest would pay the premium. But it comes a point in time where all that runs out. I'm mm. telling you, life insurance is a, a heck of a game. So he said, Robert, again, here's all you want to tell anybody that looks like you. Give me a life insurance amount. A million bucks. A million bucks. Mm -hmm. So that means if you died, you want to leave a million dollars towards your family, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Now, the only difference is, and again, you have to look at the policy. Some people say, well, Robert, if you got that million-dollar property, what if you die for your pay? It doesn't matter. You're getting money each and every month. Hmm. So you're going to have, if you got a million-dollar complex or properties, somebody paying your premium to the bank each and every month, right? They're going to be paying more than it's actually costing you, right? Mm -hmm. And the tax advantages that you get is ridiculous. So here's so I I, I just want to understand how because I, I I have life insurance my do. wife put it together I so we just let me see so let's say I pay 
I don't know how much a premium would be for. I mean, it depends on your age. You, you can get I mean? you can he's get a million dollar part. policy, hundred bucks a month. So let's just say he don't even know what he's paying every month. Right, and that's crazy. So, but but check this out. So let's say mm -hmm. let's say I'm paying two hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. That is twenty four hundred dollars a year. Um, times ten years is twenty four thousand. Twenty years is forty eight thousand. If I live for forty years, that's almost a hundred thousand in. Right. If I die in 40 years, my hundred thousand just turned into a million dollars for my daughter. No, because David, as you get older, the premium goes up, and then it it's, the, the insurance is kind of it ain't it ain't what you think. It is. Here's the thing, and I, I, I'm I'm kind of leaning because I feel like there are some things that I don't understand about it because right. just go look. If it wasn't a profitable business, people <laughs> wouldn't be in it. Holla. So I'm trying because it. If it was just that simple, that's that's why I'm hanging on. But watch this, David. This is simple. You got a million dollar life insurance, right? Mm -hmm. You got a million dollar property. Yeah. Okay. So, and here's what I tell folks: What is the ultimate goal? If we died, we want our family to have a million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I learned: If I got a million dollar life insurance, so I got to die for something to happen. Mm -hmm. But I can have a million dollar property where each and every month. I'm being able to use it. Mm -hmm. So let's say uh, after five years, okay, I done paid this much. Now I could go borrow against that. I still got my million dollars. Mm -hmm. Now I'm using the government hundred thousand, and I'm getting me some David Shan stock, right? Or some. I well, you can do that with I, life I know, insurance. This is my, you can uh, have that you, same flexibility. You can, you can borrow against life insurance. You can give yourself but I ain't a loan. That back. No, no, listen. I don't have to pay that back. But I you're technically No, I'm not. not. Somebody else paying that. Remember, I got rental property. Somebody paying my life insurance policy, and I'm getting a lot of money left Right, but, but even if I took a loan out against my life insurance policy, whatever I'm doing with it, if if assuming that I'm using it for another asset, mm. I just take that money and put it right back. No, no, right, no, or, no, or, no. or, or, check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out. But over 10 years, if I'm paying $200, and let's say I die after 10 years, then in that scenario, it works all the way out, right? Because... In my two, I got to look. Remember, brother. No, because you don't have the whole million dollars. Can I cut him? Because you. You can cut him. I got my million dollar property. Okay. State Farm. They cover my property if I die. Just like your house. If you got more. Oh, hold on, hold on. Give it so up. So you're perfect. saying. You go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not yet, not yet. So you're saying, you're saying, if I have a million dollar property, property and I have a mortgage on that thing, let's just yes. say I owe 900000 Right. And I die. Right. The mortgage. The comp, I no longer, my kids no longer have to pay that mortgage. They absolutely it doesn't have to pay that mortgage. No, they don't. It doesn't transfer? No, not if you did. You got to remember that's the difference. You have to settle that property. You don't just tell a trust. Trust. I don't know. Explain it. This no, is... I, I don't know. I just know it works. See, <laughs> see, remember, I stay in my lane. See, that's called a will, a trust. And a trust. So yeah. in a trust, it don't belong to you, it belongs to the trust. Yeah, but, but the, the trust still owns that mortgage. Some things out there. Now remember, now watch this now. Watch this. And here's the cool part. David, remember, give me a nice uh, apartment complex up here that's probably worth a million dollars that mm -hmm. people. So we got that. Yep. So pretend that's mine. Yep. I died tomorrow. What's going to happen? 
It's going to go up for auction no, if you're willing, ain't. right? Do people still paying my rent? Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. Right, but someone but has my to... insurance, so watch this. So the insurance, remember I got insurance on me if I die. Right. So if I die, the insurance pays off the what? The mortgage. So now it belongs to my family. If there's enough to cover it. No, it ain't. It's like if you got a house, just like your car. Why do you have car insurance? Car insurance that came up short. So is a little gap in between. <laughs> yes. So my, my major question is, if I own a property, my, my, if I own a property no, no. and I die, the, that debt is You got insurance forgiven. to cover it. No, David, listen. You take out insurance. So if you die, whatever you owe on that property, insurance going to pay it off. Once they pay Life it insurance. off, it belongs to you. Life no, insurance. he's no, talking about property, property insurance. Property insurance. It's the same insurance. way. David, it's the same thing. But, but, you but, got life insurance if you die, they pay your family, right? Right. You got property insurance if you die, it pays off the property. But the, but right? the insurance yes. pays off the look. value of the property, not matter. necessarily the balance. This is, that this does is, matter. Okay, this, 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 is, this, is, this is so awesome. Some, so check this out. I am, I am, I am. I am. So some, some, people are, uh, some people argue about sports. This is a good argument We're now. We're not arguing. I'm this, is, this is definitely some new information. So I got... Your property insurance... It's going to pay off the property. They're going to, if if it does, it's going to pay the value, just like that's a vehicle. That's why your house go. that's why every year, if you look at your house, see, my house was valued at 500000 Now it's valued at 700000 Now watch this. I got insurance, so if something happens to that house... They give seven hundred thousand. I own the house. Well, the other thing is. So if the house burns down, then State Farm gonna give me a check for what? Whatever the value is. Right, but I started off but, at five hundred. But if I am passing, if I'm willing this home down to my child, that property still has to be insured. All right, so here's, right. So here's the thing. Hold on. Okay. So when it's when listen to me. D, so they're not the insurance D, isn't gonna cash D. out yes, and it, insure. D, listen, D. Okay, I'm listening. Watch this. You my mom. Okay. You my mom. Mm-hmm. We live in your house. Mm -hmm. You got insurance on the house. Mm -hmm. Now, if you die, the house comes to me. Mm -hmm. You got insurance. You got insurance that when you die, it pays off whatever the mortgage is. Right? That's what insurance does. <laughs> David, you got the, you, I tell people not to get that. But some people have. Because then why then, why when people die, because mm -hmm. this happens all the time. Cut to the chase. Why when people die, a house is left and, and, and the people who inherit the home is like, I can't afford this, I don't want this house. Because they didn't have the proper taxes. See, your house can be paid for. But if you don't pay the taxes, the GUB, G-U-B-M-I-N-T can come get you. All right, so let me, it says, at the death of an owner... The policy passes as a probate estate asset. But you don't have to go through owner, probate if you got it in a either will by or trust. will, either by will or by intested secession. Right. If no successor owner is named, this could cause ownership of the policy to pass to the unintended owner to be divided amongst multiple owners. However, so the policy transfers, I'm still not hearing where the home is paid off. It's insurance. Just call, do you have, a, just call an insurance company. Here's all y'all got to do tomorrow. Yeah. Say, look, if I got a house and I got insurance, if I die, So there's a death happens? clause in the insurance. That's if you want That's it. That's a death, there, there has but to see, be a death clause But in see, the with me, the reason you want to have insurance on your house, mm -hmm. if it burns up. Mm -hmm. See, my house is paid for. See, you only have to get insurance on a house, have to, if, if a mortgage comes. If there's a mortgage, right. Once it gets paid off, 
you don't have to have insurance. Okay. See, I have insurance on my house because if it burns down, see, if I died, that $700,000. Okay, okay, hold on, let me, okay. So typically, <laughs> debt is recouped from your estate when you die. Uh -huh. This means that before any asset can be passed on to heirs, the executor of your estate will first use those assets to pay off your creditors or the surviving family may make payments to keep the mortgage current while they make arrangements to sell the home. But if you have life insurance, it's gonna pay off the mortgage, and if you got it willed to your yeah, kids. I, yeah, I think that's uh -huh. saying mortgage protection I insurance. All right, cool, oh wow, that's, that's the, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do, some, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna you do a little that, more though. due diligence. Tell them, this is a, it's a new conversation. <laughs> you over there saying here's, this is easy. Here's, yeah. a, here's the crazy thing. Hold on. Right, so here's the thing, so. So, so you, would, you would think, you know, there's, there's always, I got you. And I, and I appreciate, I appreciate this conversation because it re let me realize there's some things that I don't understand because I can't necessarily defend it because I can only defend it based off what I was right taught. And, and like but it's, me, it's a new conversation. It's a new conversation. It's, a new, it's definitely a new concept altogether. Yeah. This is new information, mm -hmm. right? That's yeah. what we so do. Because, and let me just tell you, I'm really shocked because you have built a magnanimous business in the financial world, right? So there's obviously some, some weight mm -hmm. to what you're saying. It's just something that I've never considered right. before, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna look that up because I am actually very, very close to someone else who would sit here and debate you down right now and say, <laughs> if you did not have life insurance, you are risking it all, basically, right? Mm. Um, but that person also is heavily, um, very, very knowledgeable and, and also looking to own real estate and yeah. apartment communities and things like that. And so I'm really surprised that I've not heard this before. And I still, I, I don't know. I still don't yeah. know if I can't not have life insurance. Right. I, I'm going to go to my, my policy you. until. Here we go right here. I'll show you. There they are right there. I cashed it in, cashed it in, and it was another 45000 for life insurance, so I cashed all my policies in on what day? Mm-hmm. And then I bought stock, so my, the stock that I own now, my portfolio is more valuable than the money Alpha was getting. Now, you just did that this year, so is this a concept that you're newly introduced to? I just told you, yes. Okay, okay, And okay, see, okay. here's what I'm because good at. Because before you were pro-life insurance. Didn't know nothing. But I just you were pro-life insurance. No, I just got life insurance. I didn't cause it was a pro, I just did what other people did. And it's no different. See, here's what I learned. See, the God that I serve, not my God. See, people got different gods. I'd help you with an argument all day long, won't it? I don't know about your God. <laughs> The God that I serve. My God will pay off that house. What? The God that I serve. He's going to pay the house, give it to the kids, split the assets, upgrade the cabinets. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The God that I serve said, Robert, I'm going to send this man to you at the perfect time and tell you that you are uninsurable. I didn't know what that meant. And I said, what do you mean? He said, Robert. See, I'm worth more money alive than I am dead. You're worth more money alive than dead. David's worth more money alive than dead. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we believe in entrepreneurship. We believe in it. We, we, we said, okay, a paradigm shift. Just because we're doing this today, two months from now, we might not have to do it. I got to write that down. <laughs> write what down? 
<laughs> Worth it. Let's more. go another grand. <laughs> you got to write that down. <laughs> I got to remember that. I got to remember. No, some people really are worth more dead than right. that. That's why people get whacked all the time. Right, because they don't know their value. <laughs> See, there's a difference between knowing who you are and whose you are. That's true. Right. Mm. So even my boys will tell you, my three boys, they said, Dad, <laughs> we can't wait till you die. Jesus. You probably outlive us, so that's why they got the same entrepreneur spirit. All my son's houses are paid for, their cars are paid for, they got excellent credit. But getting back, he said, Robert, you are uninsurable, meaning that you can't buy enough life insurance. Oops. You can't buy enough life insurance to cover you. Why? Because you're worth millions. And see, my ultimate goal is I'm going to be worth $500 million soon. Alive. I know it. I'm living to be That's 99. That's a good question. Do like 99. super, do super wealthy people have life insurance? A lot of them don't because they're uninsured. Here's why. Wealthy people believe in assets, not liabilities. See, any, I don't care how you do it. If, if you taking money out of your pocket, that's called liability. <laughs> when you money come into yeah. your pocket is an asset. So you go to a, a wealthy person and say, would you rather have a $100 million life insurance or a $100 million business? Mm -hmm. Because remember, you can take that and make more money with it. Instead of giving your money to, because mm -hmm. all they David, think about it. There's some big money in insurance. That's why they do it. And then here's the crazy part now. Can I use you as an example, Ms. D? Absolutely. How many different life insurances, life insurances have you paid into in your lifetime? Two. So that's what they do. Life insurance people say, shoot, you pay us for 10 years. And then when you move on, guess what they did do with your money for 10 years? Invest it. Invest it. We know that. I'm we into know this that. conversation right here. Golly. They invested. Okay, so yeah, all of our homework, okay, is to research this new way of thinking. Because I know in the very beginning, they're in the comments, like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. But the cool thing is, like, you're, you know, yeah, go do you more do. wealthy than me. So I, I, I'm definitely taking heed to the conversation. We gotta follow up on this. Though. Just to see. Oh, we, and, got, and to. Just go we got to. Again, is it for everybody? Yes. Is everybody going to do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love and, it. And, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, uh, even if, mm. I'm still going to keep my life insurance. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and that's great. But the but <laughs> cool thing is, D, now you know it's something different. But, right. Because right. I'm all about, and here's what it boils down to, folks. Assets, liability. Dang, you know what? It just helped me realize, too. Am I more valuable dead than alive. You more valuable alive, David. Yeah. And I can prove it. Unless I pass right now. No, you still good. You got life insurance, you right? Life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'll be more valuable. What, what invoices do I have out right, right now? They're going to be like, David dead? We ain't got to pay that one. That is a very serious What's on the books? To collect right now. New goal. New goal. Is to be to, worth more. To be worth more than my life insurance policy. But you already are, David. Think about uh -huh. it. And again, it's me and you now. But then you would you... increase your life insurance policy. Oh, don't do it. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you can be getting your hair done with that. Drake, David, for the new kid, they can have a brand new house in which you're going to spend in premiums and a life insurance. But let me get back to what I was saying. David, you remember, you have to look at your net worth. Mm -hmm. Remember, your net worth just increased. You know that, right? How so? The building you got. That's a fact. See, again, it don't you don't 
I have to have it paid off. See, just like me, if I go out there and get a, a $500,000 property and I get insurance, that adds to my net worth. It adds. See, you have no clue, David, what your net worth is. Mm. But when you go look, it's going to way out past the insurance. I'm you running got. through some numbers tonight, brother. That's all you, that's all you got to do is look at your house. This is amazing. I'm, in, I'm enjoying <laughs> this conversation. Okay, so, so, dang, I can't even really pivot this is why to nothing ownership else. Ownership is so important. That's why yeah. I own everything. I have zero bills. Ownership all my is house important. is paid for, all my cars paid right. for, and I use other people money. Absolutely. I pay cash whenever I have to. For my property taxes, I pay cash. People say, but Robert, isn't there like a 3% processing fee? Yes, I paid my property tax. The Gub, G-U-B Mint, charged me an extra $350, but American Express gave me that back in points. In points, points. yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, what uh -huh. do you do with your money? I invest and I help uh, entrepreneurs out, meaning, and, and just like with you, David, uh, like I'm, I'm deciding... I already got a bathroom. I don't need a bathroom over in that other building. So God's going to tell me what to tell you, what I can help you with. But that's what I want to be able to do. You got something on it? That's what's what. Oh, please. <laughs> but, but remember, you David, for your boy? David, you have no clue. You have no clue what you've done for me. You don't, which is good. That's why whenever you call me up, I'll be there. I've, uh, I love being able to give to the Fellowship of Christian Athlete. Uh, my, my church loves me. My pastor said, Robert, if you're going out of town, don't forget to drop your tie. <laughs> I, I mean, it is. That's, that's it. See it, about us first. See about us first. And I'm telling you, folks, <laughs> when you pay your tithes, you never have to worry about anything else. But that's what I'm able to do. Uh, people that know me call me frugal. People that don't know me call me frugal because, like David said, you know, I, I'm, I'm me. Mm -hmm. And I believe in investing in people that's going to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. Why? Because, number one, I don't know what well, I do know. My God saying, okay, Robert, you talk that talk. Well, let's see how really good you are because you never know who he's sending to you. But more importantly... I remember when I didn't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out, certain people helped me. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. And you don't have to cry. I'm not. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to. You, I thought you was going to cry because I told you you, you were sure. Oh, my daughter, my daughter. No, no, I'm talking about you, how worthy you were when you said you had to write that down. No, I no, said she's that taking about, your bars about my grand. daughter. Yeah, I was taking your, your bars for the gram. You're going to see that. Well, I don't know if you're going to see it, yeah, but it's going to be there. Awesome. You are, I, I, I saw that when you first walked in. Yeah, I, I, I can attest to her awesomeness. I know. I know. Thank you. You know what's so interesting about this is um, about you guys talking about how awesome I am, because you did say that when I first walked in, <laughs> is that I planned to make sure you knew how awesome you were today. Really? I wanted to tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't tell me. I don't, I don't remember. Well, we're segueing into Oh, sure, because I, I went to, you know what? No, nah, no, because I went to straight attack mode. Okay, but she said got, that a couple times. So she got here. Oh, you Calm down, Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, you can't, you can't, 
compliment certain people, right? Uh, right? You know what I mean? Uh, you, you heard him? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk about your awesomeness, okay. right? You know what? He just want to hear it again. And he just like wants me to say it again. I heard you the first time. <laughs> I'm no. done. You're not awesome anymore. Uh, that's what makes us dope. Our relationship. But that's how women uh, are. Yeah, we pu- and we push each other, like, truly. So, yeah. um, no, but but I, I did. I was I was actually getting dressed to come here, and um, you always pay homage, and it's, it's really important that you get your flowers, too. And like you said, David has done so much that he doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Like, David and I met six, maybe seven years ago, and just instant brother and sister connection, right? Y'all stop being raggedy in the comments. Stop being raggedy. <laughs> stop being Golly. messy in the comments. Y'all helped the OG out. What, what do you mean by being raggedy? Maybe doing too much. They like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Not, no, like, so she, she actually coaches my wife, my beautiful, amazing. Yes, Lord. Jose, how you doing? Awesome. I heard you doing good. With the pregnancy. Oh. All right. Yes. Count out the bag. All right. Well, I congratulations, didn't really put it on the David. Ground. We're in here now. I was to say. Not that I don't. I mean, I'm not ashamed. I just didn't. Edit it. No, it's all good. I'll, you I'll guys prob- get the exclusive. By the time, by the time this, by the time this oh, comes okay. out, I'll probably have. Oh, she, she posted it. I thought she was showing. She is, but they're... Yeah, she don't come outside like that. Oh, they're okay, just kind of tiptoeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so here's here's my thing. And um, I, like the people that I know know, it's like for social media, my life is so public. Everything I do is so public. It's certain things that I oh absolutely just, I keep yeah. at home, and no, not not that, that I not that I and we're, I'll, I'll be making a post because her I know she's looking at the yeah like bro what's, what's up what's up what's up what's up, what's up? What's up? I, I, I keep seeing my loving husband I love my husband and my family. Uh, she been waiting is on she this at post. home like yo no let me let me tell you what happened let me tell you what happened so I was like uh. <laughs> she said she she posted it something like and she's like oh yeah all the people that say congrats I'm like all right that's what's up and she said uh, she said something like I don't, I don't know if you want to post it or not I don't know if you want to and I said this. I said man yeah we probably just need to take a picture or something like that the next day she's like yeah I called Tom and set up a photo shoot <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> well Miss A I, I see how God works Miss A you can count on me yeah. listen like, just yeah, know set up a photo shoot <laughs> that <laughs> I am waiting to share okay like I I have known for quite some time just you know for the record but I am <laughs> waiting to share this information yeah. but no David and I are like brother and sister like for real and um and just like what you were saying he's done some you've you've done a lot like just just in this you don't you don't need a podcast co-host you just don't you're awesome right and I know you want it. I know you want that dynamic, and I love to be here. You, yeah, you, did. you know what I mean? Hey, you done good. Oh, thank done you. Good. But but you you part of your purpose that you probably don't even see yet is sharing your platform with other people. Oh yes. Sharing your platform with other people. You have single-handedly helped to grow my business. I don't, I, he always says I'm a better coach than him, but you've single-handedly helped to grow my wow. business, right? Just off of the the network, and any time that we get together and do whatever, it always like it's just such a huge impact, right? Which is my purpose. Right. So you sharing your platform and us coming together, me and David are always like, yeah, what are we about to do? What are we about to do? What's the next move, yeah, right? For sure. That that small, it's really not small. It's huge. It's huge. And you need your flowers, too. You're awesome. Like, you're awesome. And you you impact wow. lives on and off the gram, just like real tangible stuff. And that's what's important, like real tangible stuff. I know that when I did a, um, I'm not going to tell you how much money I made, but I made a lot of money. <laughs> 
when I oh, did that training. Oh, you don't want to give him 10%. <laughs> oh, I, I give Shams. I pay him referral fees. Okay, come cool, cool, cool. I do. I, I, throw, I throw him a few bucks. The last two dollars. Took him to go to Ocean Air? Oh, no, let me tell you what happened, though, okay? First because of all, I'm accepting it. people in the comments, <laughs> like, going in on me, thinking, Donnie's bougie. Somebody said, Donnie and her too cute self. I don't even read the comments. I like to read the comments. I be reading, and it's, it's one troll. I'm not going to call you out, but you a troll, and I see you. Well, first, 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 hold on, first off, first off, first off, first off. I like it, I don't be kidding. No, but back to all the good stuff she said about me. Continue. I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm just no, but thank you. No, I, I had to like really make a joke because actually while you were talking, it really, um, I really felt like, like true appreciation. No, no joke or anything like that, but um, it was really I, like, thank you. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Because I really do my best to um, just provide for the people. Uh, I, I, I genuinely want to help. You know yeah. what I mean? I genuinely take, um, take pride in knowing that I've been able to help someone that's already awesome be more awesome. Yeah. Like I love, like like working with Brandon. Like when I see it, it's like, it's so um, it's so inspiring to continue to move mm -hmm. forward to be able to just give somebody a nudge because people don't give nudges out here. Nobody's giving nudges. I just need a little. Yo, so when we had this right here. Um, I think Rob gave like five or ten thousand dollars for the bathroom, and I was like, in my mind, what's that come with? You feel me? Because it's, it's very few people that genuinely want to just, yo, here, it's, it's just a little, it's just a little help. I'm you know what I mean? In my bathroom, he did an excellent job. <laughs> I'm going to make sure, I'm going to make sure it says the Robert Gould. No, no, leave it as, as you just <laughs> tell you, Ms. Facilities no, no, back there at the bathroom. The least people know about you. Absolutely. The least they can use against you. Yeah. Everybody don't receive it that way. Mm -hmm. Now. Good, bad, right, or wrong, it is what it is. Look at that, look at that, look at that. He's taking notes. See? He's taking notes. What a grand talking about. Grand <laughs> you're taking notes. Look at that. Now, which one did you, which one you take? The least people know about right. you. Mm -hmm. Because, and, and it is what it is. If, if a lot of people knew the kind of money that I made mm -hmm. within my company, they would quit. Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. it is, they don't want to work for you mm. because you make too much. Right. But it's it just the way it is because they have no problem doing that for Mr. Child. Exactly. You know, and, but mm -hmm. we can't get mad at him. Guess why? But for the grace of God, we probably thought along those lines at one time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. So I mean, this is, just turned out to be an amazing it podcast. Now tell them how it came out. Hey, David, I'm in town just hanging out. Yeah, yup. He was like, yo, late, I'm out. So no, no, he didn't say that, Donnie. No, no. He said, uh, uh, well, I'm finishing up at the kiosk, because Patricia asked me, did you still do that? So I knew the kiosk was way over there, and I was over there. And he said, I'm going to do a podcast, swing by. So I was like, okay, because last time I didn't swing by, because yeah. we got tied up. And then I, I took him to the other building. To the other building, then came back, and then that's when he said, Donnie's gonna be no, late. we would no, yeah, we oh yeah, I did start off, with, I did leave with that. But she was two minutes early, earlier than the late that I said. Right. Yeah, so yeah, so she's no, no, I said she's gonna be here at seven fifty. She got here at seven forty-eight. So shout out to you for being early. Seven forty-eight. Yeah, you did. Earlier than the late. So so, but here's the cool thing. So we're just like talking. And he's sitting over there. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna hang out and watch the show. And I'm like, dang. Rob need to be on this podcast. And, and so I was like, hey, Bob, I would have bought a college you, shirt. You wouldn't have. What? 
You would have dressed. You would have wore the same thing. No, though. I would have wore a collar shirt. Rob, you'd have wore the same thing. No, I wouldn't have. With these shorts? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm the same to tell What I tell you? Right. Blow back the Yo, winter, summer, spring, fall, Call January, December. Rob is going to wear these no, shorts. I got, black socks. I got about at least 500 pair of black shorts. No lie. No lie. No lie. Check this out. I so got he switched up these shoes. He switched like up these shoes, but he got some white ones just, just like, like at the crib. I got no, four pair of I've been to his crib. That's it. He got like five pairs of the white if shoes. I, if I see something I Yo, like. You're talking, about, you're talking about I'm dad shoes? With jeans. He got with jeans? white dad shoes the same Dad shoes? <laughs> now, see, bro, I'm you're about to have some Yo, dad shoes? The, dad, the, dad, the, dad, the shoes you wear, the, the way they look, the white shoes. ones. I got so many. <laughs> Amazon loves me. Who makes these? I don't know. I think they cost about 30-some. Oh, those are Fila's. Are they Fila's? Yeah, yeah, I think. I don't know. They're comfortable. No, they're F. Some, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, the white ones, like just like that, except sure. for the white ones are leather. Those are suede. Listen, your net worth is higher than exactly. David's. Yo, right, exactly. So I'm gonna dr- listen. When you see me pull up in dad shoes, crew socks, and shorts in any weather, just know I'm out here. Yo, I'm lit. You know who else is like that? Who? Somebody else is like that. Just wearing not dad shoes, but. Likes to Y'all saying bad, D-A-D. Yeah, yeah. Like so, pop. like, you, you think about the shows back in the day, like, like, the, sh- like some sneakers that Danny Tanner would wear from Full House. It's like, the shoes you wear are the dad shoes. Okay, Bill Cosby shoes. No, much no, more. Bill, Bill was No, dressing. Bill was dressing. He had yeah. an Oxford. When y'all see my no white shoes, I... Because the thing I'm thinking about, y'all think about, like, zoot suits? No, 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 no. Okay. All right, so, actually, I'm going to show you what dad shoes look like. Oh, okay. You'll be like, yo, yeah, I got those. Okay. I'm wearing those. <laughs> they are comfortable. They are comfortable. Yeah, you go for comfort first. my feet are so flat. Tell me your guys. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Right Hold on, yes. I got those. So, what, what did all of y'all, Dottie, 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 what did I put in the Google search? Dad shoes. <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm a Google search. In fact, I'm a dad shoes. I come, I got a brand new. I never wore. Brand new. Hair. I'm gonna wear them. Brand spanking new. I type Google search. I, I put in the Google search dad shoes. I love Pull up it. all pictures. He said, "Yo, yes, those are the ones I got." I freaking love oh, it's it. all good. All right, so give, give us some game on um on uh, for before we get out of here. Credit. So understanding credit. How should we use credit? How important is credit? Cash is king, but credit is everything. Today, if you don't have a 750 and above on all three of your credit profiles, you're probably paying too much for your light bill, cable bill, gas bill, whatever. It's only five things you have to do, folks, to improve your credit. Uh, you don't have to send in no letters. Letters don't improve your credit score. What letters do, um, they allow stuff to get removed so it won't show up against you. The five components of the FICO scoring system, 35% paying your bills on time, 30% credit card usage, 15% how many positive trade lines you have, 10% what types of credit, secured or unsecured, and then the other 10% how often you apply for credit. I have 27 credit cards in the car. The reason I have 27 credit cards, I use all 27 each and every month if I don't do nothing but buy a bag of potato chips. Why? Because when I make that payment, it reports to the credit reporting agency. So if 35% is paying your bills on time 
And if I got 27 of them, then I got 27 positive things hidden at 35%. Uh, if 30% is your credit card usage, keeping it below 30%, what that, what that means is if you got a credit card with a limit of $1,000, go out there and use that 1000 But by the due date, which is really 45 days, they say 30, they give you an extra 15, and the reason they do that, let it compound. But if you pay off what you used in that 45 days, you don't have to pay any interest. But if you use 1000 pay at least 700 that'll keep you under the 30% usage during the payment date. That's 30 more positive points being injected into your credit score. So if I got 27 credit cards, that's 27 times 30. So at the end of the day, folks, credit cards are the number one thing that you can use to pump up your credit score. But guess what? If you don't properly use them, it's the number one thing that can crush your credit score. Why? Because it touches all five components of the FICO scoring system. And watch this. Let's say you had an 800 credit score and you had a bankruptcy. You're so passionate. I and like, yeah, we start talking about credit. Oh, I'm on a roll now. <laughs> uh, you got an 800 credit score, mm. bankruptcy, tax lien, and child support hit your credit score and knock you down to a 600. All you have to do is go out there and get your secured credit card. Let's say you don't send in no letters or nothing. You get your secured credit card or you go out there and get you a bank loan something that reports to all three credit agencies watch this you get that credit card you use it properly guess what's going to happen to your credit score the next month go up it's gonna go up it's gonna go up so you can have negative items on your credit profile but if you master those five components you don't never have to remove those negative items and your credit score is going to go back up to 750 800 why because when a negative item hit your credit profile, it only does the damage one time. If that bankruptcy knocks you down from an 800 to a 700 and nobody knows the score, it only, excuse me, it's gonna only lock you down at one time. The next month, even though that bankruptcy is still on your credit report, it's not gonna affect your score again. It's just they're Are hovering. It's sure? they're hovering, <laughs> just making you look bad. So why do we have people to send in the letters? Number one, to make them feel good. But number two, to hopefully get that item removed. So if somebody's looking at your credit profile, even though you might have excellent credit, you have the job, you have the money, they can't say, well, I just don't want to give them that loan because at one time, 27 years ago, they had a bankruptcy. Yes, a bankruptcy can stay on your credit profile for 27 years. So, here, so here's the thing, I have a, um, there was, I, I think it was like something from a doctor or something like that. It was $30, and I just didn't know I had to pay it. So it's on my credit. It's still there, and I, for some reason, I can't get like back to my 780 And it's, it shows like the derogatory thing. It, it's $30. But that ain't keeping you from that. Every, I, don't, I pay everything else. I got I got Matt one on twenty seven cards. I have probably six seven cards. Well, here's what I'll take a look at it, then I'll tell you exactly what to do to get over that hump. Okay. Now, uh, some people might say, Robert, hold it. Now you said a bankruptcy can stay on your credit report for like twenty seven years. Yeah. See, folks, there's no law in America. There's no law that says a bankruptcy got to stay on your credit report seven years, seven months, seven days, seven weeks. I tell people that's what mama them said. 
See, we go around regurgitating stuff that's a myth, and people start buying into it. So no such law. Now, David mentioned that a doctor thing was on his credit report. That's called a debt, coming from a debt collector. See, the law that protects you Sorry. when it comes to the credit is called the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Now, that David did not have to pay that doctor. You didn't have to pay that doctor. And what I mean by that is whenever you go to the hospital or whenever you get a, um, uh, in, a credit card, the companies take out insurance just in case you don't pay. So if you don't pay, then they're going to try to collect it an X amount of time. But after they can't collect it, they're going to charge it off. Now, the reason they charge it off is once they charge it off, now they can, uh, they're allowed to send that to the insurance company and collect that payment. So let's say if you had a $100 bill with, uh, uh, with the hospital, you didn't pay it, they charged it off, they got the money from the insurance company, now a debt collector's coming after you. So you don't have to pay that debt collector. HIPAA. You never have to pay that debt collector. However, if you don't answer that debt collector, do some certain things, in Georgia, like in 30, 31 days, they can get a judgment against you. Mm -hmm. And here's what we always tell folks. If you don't believe me, if a debt collector is coming at you, then call the original creditor. Call the person that the debt collector say, hey, David, I'm here to collect this money on behalf of Robert. Why? Because you don't want to pay Robert. So when you pay me, I'm going to keep a little bit and send the rest to who? Robert. So all you got to do is call Robert or the hospital and say, hey, hospital, I won the lottery. That $100 that I want to pay you, I'm ready to pay. They're going to say, great, give me your phone number. They're going to have something to try to attach your name with their account. So when you give it to them, guess what they normally say? Well, David, we have no record of you. However, you need to call who? The collection agency. Now watch this. If, and what's your name, my brother? David. David. If you loaned David $200 17 years ago, and David calls you back, and he says he wants to pay you $200, what you going to do 100% of the time? Going to take the money. The reason they can't take the money is because they've already been paid by the insurance mm. company. Got That's it. why they can't take the money. Got it. Now remember, and, and remember David, you owe them. You owe them because that's who you did business with. You always indebted to them. Mm -hmm. But if you try to pay them and they don't want the money, then what should you do? Keep it. Mm, don't pay debt collectors. Right. Just you got to answer them now. And the law that protects you is called the Fair, uh, Fair Desk Collection Practices Act. And whenever a debt collector bothering you, you can Google creditors validation letter. So I'm giving you some information that attorneys would charge y'all thousands of dollars for. Mm. But just Google creditors validation letter and then whatever state you live in, Google the debt collector laws in your state. And once you know the game, folks, it's a wrap. Donnie, anything you want to argue about? Here's why. Because there's so many different philosophies. Because she's been in the uh, credit industry um, it's like different philosophy. No, it seems like, like there don't be no right or, right or wrong. Lakers? It's like, you you good? I'm good. Oh, you agree. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Oh, good information. Um, 
For the most part, I agree, yes. What don't you agree with? Uh, I can't say that there's anything specifically that I don't agree with. Uh, the way that you broke down credit and what makes up the credit score is 100% accurate. The usage and how you should utilize credit is 100% accurate. Oh, man, two for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, I have never seen a bankruptcy on a credit report more than 10 years, but that's just my experience, right? I know what I know, um, or I know what I've experienced. Um, and, oh, now the one thing that I do disagree on. Okay is that uh, writing letters to have items removed doesn't impact your score. Now, how does it? Now, remember now, the FICO scoring system, remember, the FICO scoring system says there's only five things that can make your score go up, right? Right. 35% is paying your bills on time. Right. 30% is your credit card usage. Right. 15% is how many positive trade lines. Right. 10% is types of credit. Right. And then 10% is how you apply. Right. So remember, those are that's a hundred percent of your all score. of it. Mm -hmm. So, getting child support, getting mm -hmm. stuff removed, does not fall into well, the scoring Well, it system. depends on what you are writing a letter on behalf of. So, if I'm writing a letter to have some late payments reversed, then that definitely will increase my score. It'll oh. improve my score because it goes to the the way in which I pay my bill. If I have if I write a letter to dispute a balance that I've used, if the balance is super high and it's over that 30% utilization and I am disputing the balance and it works in my favor, that's going to increase my score because so now no, no, we're talking so about this. utilization. So watch this. So remember, now watch this. You said your balance supposed to be 300. Okay. All right, so they said it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So when they did that, it knocked your score down, right? Okay. Now remember, going back to the FICO scoring system, mm -hmm. your credit card, if you change your utilization, that's going to pump your credit score up, right? Mm -hmm. So remember, the letter in what caused the score to go up is the utilization. Right. Well, I understand that, but the letter is what initiated the correction. Right. So then guess what? So remember, it's no different than if I use my credit card now mm -hmm. and I overuse it. Mm -hmm but then I use it properly the next month. Mm -hmm. See, remember, it's the usage of that. I agree. But it doesn't go all the way back, it doesn't go right back to where it was. No, it no, just, no, no, it no, just, no, no, here's what we're saying. And, that's, and she's got a good point. What I want people to understand, it ain't the letters that's making your score go up. It's understanding the five components. Gotcha. And once you master the five components, it's a wrap. But yeah. sometimes if you write a letter and it helps and it in the five, components, then that works. Yeah, right. well, but see, it ain't the letter. Here's the thing. It's the, the five the, components. The letter challenges the information on your credit report. Mm. It's not challenging the score. So sometimes when people hire credit repair companies and you'll have information removed from your credit score mm -hmm. or from your credit report, your score may not go up. In fact, your score could even go down. And right? guess why it can go down? Because wow. of utilization. Because the of history. Utilization. See, it ain't the card, right. right? Give me so some. You may, sometimes you may write a letter to remove an account, even though that account has negative payment history. If it's your oldest account, like let's say that account was 20 years old and all your other credit is three years old, your score is likely going to drop because your history. History okay. is a huge part of credit. So it's not the letter per se that increases the score, it's what the letter is purposed to do. It's challenging the information on your report. 
period. Once you get the information corrected on your report, there's a lot of little details behind the scenes that say, okay, what components does this impact? And that determines whether or not the score Again, goes up. Again, it's only those five components, folks. If you master the five components, mm -hmm. it's that simple. Yeah. You don't, another thing, believe it or not now, one of the worst things, because they changed the law, one of the worst thing people can get now is to go pay somebody mm -hmm. to add them to a trade line. And mm -hmm. here's why. Before the debacle of the 2008, if you had somebody's trade line added to your credit report, they didn't care. The reason they didn't care is because if you reneged on the loan, they would just turn it over to IAG. It was the insurance company that covered all the finance companies. And the reason they went out of business was because they couldn't cover enough banks. So only a few banks got bailed out and some went away. So now you don't have AIG as that insurance company. So now banks are saying, hey, if you want to get a loan from me person, you know, uh, I don't care if you got business credit. I don't care if you got trade lines. What I'm looking at is you. Because if you walk into the bank and you got some a great business credit and you got a great business plan, the first thing that bank gonna ask you is, hey, brother David, who's gonna be the guarantee of this loan? Mm -hmm. Which is who? Me. So now they say, we need to take a look at, at your what? Personal credit. So if you got excellent personal credit, folks, that's gonna gravitate to excellent business credit. Why? Because you can go get a, exactly what David did. David fixed his personal business credit and the rest is history. Got $50,000, $25,000, cause that's all they looking at. Are you worried that we got all this money sitting in the bank and we can't do nothing with it? We ain't making no money, but we can't just give it freely like we did up until 2008. Yeah. So now what's happening to a lot of people is they get these add-ons to their loans and they're going to close on a home. And what a lot of the mortgage companies are doing now, they're doing what's known as a uh, instant, uh, rapid, a rapid rescore. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at it and saying, hey, we got a bunch of uh, things that don't belong to this person, add-ons, so we're gonna take out these add-ons and we're gonna rescore this score with the actuality of that person. Mm -hmm. So mm. some people, loans are getting turned down because they're walking in with a 770 score because they got the add-ons and the, the mortgage company saying, no, 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 that's not a true reflection of you. Here's your true score and a lot of people don't know that's happening. Oh, wow, that's the so, Yeah, underwriters have gotten really smart. Right, mm. because again, they ain't got no safety. They're like, they're on the hook for that. Yeah. So what anybody can do, instead of you going and paying somebody for a trade line, you can go to, it's thousands of secured cards companies out there where you can take that same 300, 1,000, 2,000, mm. get you a secured credit card which who's, with whose name on it? Yours. Yours. Yeah. And we can show you how to properly use it, and your credit score will go through the roof the next month. I love it. Look, man, we got we got to wrap it up. This has been um, a a roller coaster of financial education, having me check myself and everybody who is. Um, uh, it's, it, we probably got a whole bunch of financial advisors in the in the chat. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, you ain't supposed. To, first off, you ain't supposed. 
First of all, don't use credit. If you can't pay cash, you can't afford it. You got 27 credit cards. What are you doing? I wish we could go down that lane on why we think that way. Because we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And remember, this is not to challenge any of you. Remember, this is what works for Robert Gould and his family. And my goal is to share it with you. If you see value in it, great. If you don't see value in it, no problem. But at least pass the information on. Yeah. Because everybody has their season. Mm -hmm. What a way to wrap up. This is what works in the Gould household. In the Shane household. Absolutely. Michelle, I I, I lean on Robert for... um, uh, financial advice, and uh, you, haven't, you haven't steered me wrong yet. So I'm gonna go tell wifey about the life insurance. We canceling it today. I go home, yo, no more life insurance. No more. And she said, What are you talking about? She said, I talked to Robert. Robert. She said, Good. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, Yo, we gotta get a million dollar property because the million dollars, and then when you get rich, you don't really gotta pay the premium. What you know what I'm saying? Hold up, now. Call me for you gotta take some information. Don't do that until you got it. Until you get it. Yeah. Because uh, if you don't have nothing. If that closing don't happen. <laughs> remember, you don't do it until you got it. That's funny. I love All right, it. So, um, cool, man. Uh, let's, let, let, let's wrap this thing up. Robert, thank you so much for uh, joining me, man. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for um, just uh, guiding me along the way because literally, definitely, um, uh, shaped my whole credit profile uh, since the day we met. And I really thought only white people could get American Express cards. In you a really serious, did that. I really did. You know, coming as a, as a server, I get somebody that has an American Express card. I'm like, wow, this person's like super rich. You got yours? Yeah, I got a few. Just pull them out. Just, you know, the heart believes what I see. And while David doing that, I've been in this industry since 2006, and I ain't ashamed to tell anybody. David has been the most it's been a few after him and most of them came from his yeah, tooling well. but before i got in this area of dealing with david in social media david was by far the most coachable person Isn't i've he? ever seen uh, jewish that. folks korean folks caucasian david and I, I tell people that david was the most coachable person that I had and that's so, why yeah so like, I, I I wound I'm not gonna put my number they ain't gonna say nothing with it they couldn't they do nothing see, see what American Express is good hey man you know hey man people out here they got zoom ins and all that so, <laughs> they no, so I got out. I got four cards and here's what's really really cool so I just got a building and I know in the event that I don't you need to use my cash I have about I have about a hundred plus thousand on these cards where I can invest in my own business. And if, you know, if I have like a short shot where, yo, I just need to float some money and I could flip it and put in a hundred and I get 150 back or whatever, um, I can, I can do that because I, I'm really, I really started paying attention to my credit. I was just talking to Dre yesterday and, um, um, but we, we know, uh, never not say that, but I'm, 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 educating her on credit because she would rather have more money in the bank but still have a balance and I'm like yo we got to pay the balance off because of the habits that that we've been accustomed to it's cool to see it we feel like if we have five thousand dollars here and we have five thousand dollars in debt we're still good 
I'm like, yo, we need to take the 5,000, pay the whole 5,000. Let's start from zero and then start to build on top of that instead of with debt. And um, that, that's that been a really, really important part of my life. So I'm out here lit. And, and let me quantify something because some people say, David, do you know if you get a cash advance? No. These are not cash He's advances. He's watching those numbers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> When you deal with these boys, they'll say, hey, you need 25000 Here, we'll give you a yes, separate yes. 25000 So I'm about to call them like, when we leave here. You so just, you were saying you can I, can, I can, so not a part of the credit, not a part of, like, okay, so I have a $25,000 limit. Mm -hmm. If I call American it's Express, they would be inclined to give me a separate, loan a separate, in addition to the credit Absolutely. that they gave me. Absolutely. Is that right? I get that from American Express, Bank of America, all my Chase cards. And they, they What did I tell you? Didn't they, I tell you to do Chase next? Yes, I went there, but they I mean they're gonna let me they're gonna like help me refinance, but they said their the line of credit will probably start off it's a per, it's a percentage of the amount that I claim in net on my tax returns. Mm -hmm. So David, you hadn't got uh like through American not American American Express don't do it, but Bank of America. They'll send you with these prepaid checks, pre-printed checks. I think I get stuff like that in the mail. Just... Yeah, from your cards. And that's what that is. That's only, you know, you can get that. Mm -hmm. And it's not a cash advance. Right. In fact, you can get it for like a year, zero interest. So if you pay all that money back. I do back, need to look at that. Yeah. Absolutely. Zero interest. Yeah. I, look, I, I got to get home because my wife's pregnant and clearly you told everybody. So I, gotta, I try not to stay out late. Um, but um, give us so uh, get some get some cool words of wisdom together, okay? And you start. I'm gonna start. <laughs> so um, please, if you are watching this, okay, according to the numbers, 80% of you aren't actually subscribed to the channel, okay? 20% of the viewers are subscribed. 80% you probably found it somewhere. But if you found value, I'm just asking you do me a favor, okay? Just subscribe to the channel. Hit subscribe and share this with a friend, okay? Um, make sure, oh, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, um, the only place where you can have a community of entrepreneurs that join every single day, sharing resources, sharing information, and growing together. The biggest network of entrepreneurs on earth, okay? So, uh, themorningmeetup.com, themorningmeetup.com. You can start your trial for $1 for the next seven days just to see if it gives you value, okay? So, um, Donnie Wiggins. All right. So, uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you for being here. Like this was a this was a really good segment. Yeah. This was a good show. Yeah, this, really how do you feel about it? One of my favorites. Feel good, but she probably say that to everybody. No, she doesn't. I don't. I took a shot. I don't. No, that was good. You, you say that. Yeah, I don't. Lot. I don't stop in my tracks and say, you know, maybe I should start saying thank you to everybody. But this was really I good. That. This was this I was really that. really good. Uh, what I want you guys to take from this is uh, options. Mm. Options, right? So there is not an entrepreneurial track that's right for everyone. There's not an industry that's right for everyone. Mm. There's not a credit strategy that's right for everyone. And there's not a financial strategy that's right for everyone. But what you should take from this is that there is information all over. Mm. Information is everywhere. And different people, based on their experiences, have mastered how to apply that information successfully to create tremendous wealth, to uh, free their time, to create happiness, to leave legacies, wills, and all that good stuff for their families. And it's important, like, regardless of your age, regardless of your age, I started setting my daughter up at 12 years old, awesome. right? 
So regardless of your age, whether you feel like you're too young or too old or not knowledgeable enough, or maybe you think that you have surpassed this knowledge that you've gotten, if, you, if you're here, you didn't because you're still watching. Um, the important thing is that you say, you know what, I need to do something about my entrepreneurial journey or my credit journey or my finance journey, life insurance, real estate, investing, all of that stuff. I need to do something about it. And this podcast actually is another source of inspiration that makes me say, not only do I need to do it, I need to do it with urgency. Uh, and if you guys don't know who I am, I coach entrepreneurs on how to grow and develop uh, their businesses to six figures. I primarily work with coaches, consultants, anybody in the information space. And if you need to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram. It's going to be somewhere on this video and all of my links are there. Uh, DonnieWiggins.com is where you will find all of the information you need to know. Awesome. So Mr. Robert Gould, it's, it's, it's on you. Let everybody know how to find you, um, how to connect with you and leave us with some words of wisdom. Uh, you can text Gould, G-O-U-L-D, to 40691. Text Gould, my last name, G-O-U-L-D, to 40691. Four things. We don't know what we don't know. Ignorant, all that means, folks, is we don't know. Mm -hmm. Stupid means you know, but you don't do. <laughs> That's right. Remember, do your due diligence in anything that you do, and if it works for you and your family, then do it. And I believe that if I keep my God first, I'll never come in second. And it's been a plum pleasing pleasure as well as a privilege. <laughs> Thank y'all. You hear? That's Les Brown. So so old school, man. I love it. My my brother, thank you so much, man. Yo, make sure y'all share this, subscribe to the channel, all right? We out of here. Peace. Bye. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.